Hello, and welcome to the Jammin' News Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about some tennis and some basketball. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off this episode by talking about some tennis. The two tournaments I'm going to be talking about are the Hobart International Women's Tournament and the ASB Classic for the men's. Each are or hold the top 250 players of each respective league. I'm going to start by talking about the ASB Classic in Auckland, New Jersey. This is part of the ATP 250 tournament. And the winner was Gasquet, or Richard Gasquet of France after he won three or two of the three sets against Cameron Norrie of Great Britain. In the all three sets had the same final score, uh, but the first set was won by Cameron Norrie, and then the other two were won by Richard Gasquet. The semifinals, or like the four players that were in the semifinals, are, were Richard Gasquet, uh, Cameron Norrie, Jensen Brock. Broxby and Constant Lestin. There are three of the four of those players were from the European continent or that area of the world, and one player was from the US. So that's cool. And the last uh, match I'm going to talk about was a quarterfinals match between Richard Gasquet and uh, David Goffin. David Goffin was from Belgium, and he and uh, David won the first set six to one, and then. Richard Gasquet won the next two by the same score of six to one. In total, Richard had seventy-one total points, or he won seventy-one total points, and David only got fifty-four, which is still a lot. In total, Richard won thirteen games, and David won eight. And the uh, most points in a row were also by Richard with 11, and David got 8. But the thing is, David had the most games won in a row during their match with 6. So, that is pretty cool. And the uh, one, they tied on one score, or on one stat, which was first serves that were successful. They each had 39. So, like, that's pretty cool. Um, it would have been cool to see 
how David would have done if he had advanced further into the competition, but he still made it to the quarterfinals, which is cool. And the thing is, or David is ranked 53rd in the world, while Richard is ranked or ranked 67th. So if I were to look just at that, I would have th thought that the that David would have won. But obviously he didn't, and it's okay. And David got uh, turned pro in 2009. And for this year, he has... Or in the 2023 year, David has played in two tournaments and he hasn't won any of them, but he has won 50% of the matches he's played in. And uh, last year, the or he played in 30 different tournaments and he won one game on red clay, which... I guess, or he was, or he won seventeen percent of his red clay tournaments that he participated in, which is pretty good. But like for me, I haven't participated in any tournaments in specific, so I haven't actually been able to win any. So he's one up more than probably just me. And last year, he won oh, a little bit over half of his matches with 34 wins. Now I'm going to move on to the Hobart International Tournament in Hobart, Australia. This was a WTA 250 tournament that was played on a hard court. The winner was Lauren Davis with a 7-6 to six win in the first set and a 6-2 to two win in the second set over Elisabetta Cucaretto. I probably mispronounced that, and I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I, sometimes it's hard to pr pronounce names. L Lauren Davis was from the U.S. and won 81 total points, 13 and won 13 total games, while Elisabetta got 66 total points and won 8 games. So this was actually a pretty close game, it, like by looking at the stats, because it was pretty obvious that Lauren was the better player of the two, but it seemed like... Elisabetta was able to keep the match going and not make it easy for Lauren to win. Yeah, Lauren Davis is an American that is ranked 57th in the world and st uh, started playing in two th or started playing professionally in 2011. Uh, Elisabetta is an Italian that is ranked 48th in the world, and it doesn't actually say when she started playing internationally. 
So I'm not sure how long she's played in. Or oh, this might be actually her first year playing, which doesn't seem correct. But she's currently playing in the Australian Open and her uh, next opponent is Alina Rebankina and she or and Elizabetta is uh, is her Elizabetta has a 70.5% chance of winning so that's cool. I hope she advances and wins her, maybe her first ever turn uh, her first tournament of the year. Yep. And according to this, her first tournament was in 2017. So, that's cool. That is all I have for the tennis segment of this podcast. I will come back after the break. Hello, and welcome back from the break. I hope your break was good. I'm now going to move on and talk about some Israeli basketball in the Israeli Super League and the winner's bracket. So the first game I'm going to be talking about is between Hapoel Beersheva and Kirat Atta. The final score of the game was 96 to 95. So this was one of two games that happened over match week 13 that was separated by one point in the end. The other game is the game that I'll be talking about next. Like, Hopwell Beersheva came into the game with, a, or came out of the first quarter with less points scored, and there was like a pretty big margin. But then the next quarter, they scored 35 points, and held Kirat Atta to 19 points. And then the next two quarters, they had a pretty even shooting spread. And there was no one quarter where you could be certain who was going to win the game other than what you probably would think in the first quarter after the game was 31-17. to but once like Hopwell Beersheva like got the lead in that second quarter it kind of just went up into the air about who was going to win the game like Kirat Atta only scored 18 points from turnovers while Hopwell Beersheva scored 23 so i feel like this shows that like Hopwell Beersheva became the better team just because they were able to turn over or capitalize on the t- the times they got the ball from 
like turnovers or rebounds. And the thing is, like, another stat that also shows this is that Hopwell Bersheva was leading the game for only 10 minutes, while Kirat Atta was leading for 25 minutes and 12 seconds. So this shows that, like, it doesn't matter who is leading the game more. It depends on how a team capitalizes on the time they do have in the lead. So, like, this was probably one of the more interesting games of the Israeli Basketball Super League season, or 22-23 season. And another one would be the game between Hopwell, Elot, and Ironi Nesziona. And this is the other game that had a one-point gap in the final, with Ironi Nesziona winning 80-79 to over Hopwell Elot. And overall, this was probably this game had a more even spread of who was winning by like because they each quarter only had one or two points separating them at most. And like pretty much at the end of the first half, it was a one point game and by the end, pretty much nothing had changed because the uh, each quarter had a one-point lead by Nesiona or Hofwell Elot to where it was probably one of the probably a little bit more interesting than the other game just because the like there was so much more close contention and a. Uh, Another thing that shows this is that the time leading is closer together than the time leading by either team in the last game. Like, Ironi Nesiona had 19 minutes and 26 seconds leading the game, and Hopwell Elot had a 15 minute and 49 second leading time compared to like the 20 minutes and the 10 minutes of the last game. In this game, Ironi Nesiona, who ended up winning the game, had less points from turnovers than Hopwell Elot. And this kind of shows that even like even like a team that wins can turn over the ball more, which as long as they keep their scoring up, then it should be okay. I'm now going to hop over to the standings and talk about them. The top three teams are Maccabi Tel Aviv, Hopwell Tel Aviv, and Hopwell Halon. Uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv and Hopwell Halon score or has have each played thirteen games, while Hopwell Tel Aviv has only played twelve. So. 
if Hopewell Tel Aviv wins their next game, then they'll be tied with Maccabi Tel Aviv. And if they don't, they'll just stay in second place because Maccabi Tel Aviv has won 11 games and lost two. Hopewell Tel Aviv has won 10 and lost two. And Hopewell Halon has won eight and lost five. The final or the uh, score point differential for each of these three teams are positive 227 for Maccabi Tel Aviv, positive 112 for Hopwell Tel Aviv, and Hopwell alone has a point differential of t- positive 24. Um, I might have said this, but if I didn't, I meant 200, positive 227 for Maccabi Tel Aviv. The team in last place is Gilboa Galil with two wins, 11 losses, and a point differential of negative 91. So, and the thing is, in the uh, last five games, the Maccabi Tel Aviv team has done worse but that doesn't really make sense since the uh, Gilboa Galil team only has two wins compared to Maccabi Tel Aviv's 11. That is all I have for reporting today on sports. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will keep in touch and make an the next episode soon. I am Ben, and this was the Jamming News Podcast. See you all in the next episode.